photography has evolved from being a way of documenting the world to a way of communicating. I would say there's always been too many photographs in the world, but there's never too many good ones. The way you photograph something and the way you light something should be as beautiful as you can make it. Business, creative, kit and careers. Find out about the world's leading photographers and filmmakers in Shutter Stories. Hello and welcome to Shutter Stories. Today we're going to be talking to Canon Ambassador Eddie Keogh, who's a sports journalist with more than 35 years in the game. As well as shooting a huge variety of sports all around the world, he is the official photographer of the England football team. But it's his interest in shooting grassroots football matches that we're going to be talking to him about today. Eddie's love of documenting Sunday League games has become a major personal project for him, and here we're going to find out how and why he took these pictures. Over to our host, Canon Ambassador Ilvi Neokitchen, who interviewed Eddie down the line from her home in the Netherlands. Thanks, Emma. Yes, today we're talking with the great sports photographer Eddie Keogh. With the world still in lockdown, Eddie is currently working on news and features for Reuters, but usually he can be found photographing sports of all kinds. He has been working on a personal project shooting small grassroots football matches in the UK. He joins us down the line from his home to discuss the project and life as a sports photographer. Hi, Eddie. Thank you so much for being here. So today we'll talk yeah, mainly about the grassroots football matches, but of course also about you and about how you got into this industry. So I guess the first question would be, how did photography enter your life? How did it all start? You know, it started uh, when I was probably about 16 and I, I kind of in the summer my mum uh, had a Volkswagen camper van and she took us around Europe she had one of those very small uh, Kodak 110 film cameras and because uh, I, I was kind of given the job of taking the occasional picture when we when we saw something nice I don't know I just kind of came back and kind of realized I quite enjoyed it I enjoyed it that much I decided uh, over the coming months to save up uh, to buy my first ever, ever SLR camera. Just grew, grew and grew from there. And then the next summer, I actually, I got a summer job. Uh, the next summer, I got a summer job at the local council. I used to bring my camera. <laughs> so I was, I was basically sweeping the roads around Brent and Hulls. And uh, we had a little cart. Have you ever seen the, what, the, the street cleaners have a little cart? In the front bit, I used to put the rubbish, but in the back bit, I kept my camera bag. And it was great because it was around Hulls and it was a very kind of West Indian community. So it was lovely kind of meeting people. And then I got, got the chance to sort of ask, chat to them. And then I kind of asked if I could do a portrait. And it was, it was kind of quite cool kind of getting to, getting to use the camera while I was working. So whenever I met anyone of interest who, who looked photogenic, I would kind of take their picture and, and then go home. And I set up a little dark room in my, in, in my bedroom. And um, developed developed these uh, black and white pictures, and and then printed them at home. And that was kind of that was kind of the the, the, the real start of really enjoying enjoying photography. And then um, it sounds magical. Also, it's kind of your first personal project. Then right away, taking portraits and uh... yeah, just I kind of just, kind of just loved taking pictures, and that kind of grew and grew. That was all still kind of, I guess, testing the camera and getting to know photography. So when did you take the big leap into taking first assignments? How did you roll into the job? How did it become from a hobby to your work? 
the guy I went to school with uh, actually became a, a really, really uh, top photographer. His name was Mike King. And we were actually in, in the same class. Um, and um, he kind of left school early and went to work for a, a sports agency, sports photo agency called Bob Thomas Sports Photography that was based in Northampton. And he kind of uh, inspired me a little bit as well on, on the photography side of things. And uh, even though I kind of, Kind of finished school, did A levels. I, I, I then went to study photography. Um, up in Sheffield, I did, I did a kind of a, a press photography course for one year. And although we did everything, we did news, features, as well as sports. Um, when when I uh, went to to join an agency uh, in Liverpool, um, you know, sport is obviously number one in in in, in Liverpool with uh, two two great clubs there. So. Um, my kind of love of my love of football kind of really comes to the fore there, and and I kind of got to love sports photography really. So it was right from the start where you realized, okay, it's not going to be the reportage or the news, even though you were kind of schooled to do that too. You were more drawn towards the sports. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, I, I kind of played sport all my life. I mean, you know, we very, very best. That's, that's that's the wonderful thing about photography, isn't it? You know, because there's so many different genres, and you can always combine your your other love with photography. So whether you're into gardening or architecture or politics, sport or fashion, you can combine that love with, with photography. And I think it's, it's, it's lovely that there, there are so many ways, different ways you can express photography, isn't there? You know, it's, um, I suppose when you love something, you, 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 you gotta, you're gonna know a bit more about it. You're gonna know the subtle things that have, that happen in, in, in that genre or, or sport. So I kind of knew football inside that. So I could, I could predict what was going to, what was going, kind of going to happen when, when a guy comes running down the wing, you know, he's probably going to cross the ball into the, into, into the box. So you start focusing and you can see people, you can see with their eyes. I, di I didn't see the ball coming in, but I could see from, from their eyes who was going to head the ball or kick the ball. So it's just an instinct. You're also the official photographer, of course, for the England team. Um, That's one of the most high-profile gigs, I guess, being a sports photographer. First of all, let's see, like, how did you get in? How did you get that gig? But I would also love to know what is the big difference. Can you get these intimate moments that you're shooting during the Sunday League? Can you get those moments too while shooting the England team, or is it impossible to go to get those kind of shots? It's not. It's not impossible, but uh, you have to be a, a kind of a. A little bit. So I suppose the cheeky is the right word, but you've got to be a little bit. You've always got to try and find the, the barrier where, where, how far you can sort of push it a bit. And you know, to, you know, I don't want to get. I'm never going to stop them doing what they're doing, but I just sometimes need to get an angle, an angle on something. So I have to get get to get into position. Sometimes you've got to get a little bit closer and and not be a, not be afraid. I mean, but that's all about the relationship you have. I, I think I've got the trust of them now that I'm I'm not going to get in their way or stop them doing their exercises or whatever. So um, that's an understanding and that's why it's important to understand football. You have to understand, you know, what they're doing. So how did you, how did you get this yeah, gig? How did you get in there? Because they were probably already had to trust you before you got in there. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I, cause I've been in the game a long time now. I'm 57 now, so I've, I've been around a while. So um, I've been shooting football since I was, professionally since I was like 20 years old there's probably plenty of other photographers who could do who could do the job the photography side of things but trust is so important at this level not just uh, doing the right thing but kind of seem to be doing the right thing is there any picture that you took of the England team that you would would come to mind 
kind of like a strange moment or something really unique that you got to shot? Uh, one of the guys had brought some uh, blow-up unicorns for, for for the pool. So the guys, uh, four or five of them, had a had a race, you know, to jump on these unicorns and then sort of paddle from one end of the pool to the other. Oh yeah, I'm actually looking at it now. I looked it up. Oh wow, that is very unique to get a moment like that. Yeah, 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 it is, yeah. So that was kind of a, a real nice, fun moment, and it was nice because um, we were allowed to do that. Like, in, maybe in, in previous years, people haven't been allowed to do too much of that because it's. It might be construed as, oh, look at these players, they're wasting their time, or they've got to take this seriously. Yeah, I can imagine, because that's not the kind of image you would think of when you think of the England team. It's such a serious business, and then to see them on these unicorns, it's quite a different image. That's amazing. We did it the day after, when they have to. It's really important. Believe it or not, the footballers don't like swimming. (laughs) They don't like going into the pool. So the guys that look after them are really keen to get them in the pool. So it was kind of almost a way to encourage them. Let's talk a little bit about the Sunday League uh, games. What inspired you to start this, to work on a project for so long? It's your personal project? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I shoot a lot of high-profile football. You know, I'm shooting Premier League for Reuters, and, and I'm shooting all the international football for, for the FA in England, international rugby for O2. So it's a lovely diversion from, from all that, where, where big stadiums and... and you have to sit in certain places and the stewards are always there and they're getting in your way. You, you can you can go down to Hackney Marshes and there's like 48 football pitches there or whatever. I'm not saying there's a game on every one, but you'll see at least 30 games going on there. It's lovely to kind of bring my kind of 35 years of experience of, of shooting sports to bring it back back to where I started because you have you, you, you have all that experience to see and you just see more pictures you see things and um, it's, it's it's just for me it's just a lovely thing to, to, to photograph I should explain Hackney Marshes is, is, is kind of famous for for Sunday morning football it's it's, 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 the, it's the biggest set of football pictures um, in the UK so it's kind of synonymous with Sunday morning football um, so it's just, I would recommend anyone to go down there and, and just wander around and, and just look and listen. listen. Listening probably just as much as anything because some of the, the stuff you hear is just hilarious. You know, I mean, these guys, you know, they, they, they're generally kind of from pubs or clubs, uh, lots of different cultures. You know, because London is a, is a melting pot of different cultures. So very much these people kind of stick together and play in certain teams. So you'll have a team of players from from Turkey and a team of players from Bangladesh and and, and, and then the mix, sometimes a mix, but it's, it's, it's lovely. But they all take it very seriously, no matter what level, whether they're Premier League in the Hackney League or, or whether they're the, the bottom league, they all take it kind of pretty seriously. And it's lovely. It's so, so funny to hear to hear them talking to each other and shouting at each other and arguing with the ref and arguing with the manager. And the, and the half-time team talk is just fantastic. I can imagine it's quite an honour for them as well that you are there, the official England team photographer, and now photographing their games. Yeah, they have no idea. You know, you're just trying to be an observer and just kind of photograph it from from the outside, looking looking, looking into their world. Um, they don't need to know your background, um, but it would be quite funny if they knew that I also kind of work, work with England as well. It would be kind of funny. Which is easier for you to show to shoot these intimate images? Is it their games, the Sunday games, or is it the England team? They're just different, aren't they? I mean, the, uh, with England, that's kind of my 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 job, and um, yeah, well, it's 
kind of irrelevant whether I'm doing that job or working at I'm not or take or photographing Sunday morning. I will. It's just you will talk to most photographers, and they're just like yourself. You know that you, you just can't help, but you want to do the best you can. You, it's just it's just an instinct you have. You just want. There's nothing better, is there, than taking a nice picture? I mean, so every now and again. I mean, you don't get it every day, but every now and again, you you take a picture and you go, "Oh, I like that. That's kind of that's kind of quite nice." You know, and that's kind of it's nice to then go through the edit and. You, know, you pick out a couple of nice pictures, and um, that's kind of uh, that's quite re- rewarding. You know, we're, we're very lucky the the career we have. It can be quite rewarding. It's lovely to have something to. At the end of the day, you can you can sh- you can have a little edit there of a few pictures, and um, that's quite a nice thing to to have. You know, and um, that's the enjoyment. It's very, you know, we're very lucky to be able to enjoy enjoy our jobs. You know, there's not many people. I'm sure you can say after. 35 years of the same the same job that they still love going to work and I, and I do still love going to work I enjoy I enjoy my my normal job whether that's going to Premier League for Reuters you know I enjoy going to into the photographer's room before the game and having having a, a good crack with all the other photographers but but then when it's work time I'll put my work hat on and, and, and do the very best job I can and, that, and that's kind of enjoyable in itself sitting I'm competing with the best photographers in the country and you'll sit beside them, and that's that, that that's that in itself is is, is an, an extension of the competitiveness of playing football. It's you know we're all trying to take the best picture, and one day the guy next to me will take the best picture, and I'll say well done, and hopefully one day I'll get <laughs> I'll get the picture, you know. Yeah, yeah. While they are playing on the fields, you guys are all competing as well, <laughs> in a way. Uh, but it's it's a good natured one. We all we all you know, we all get on uh, very well, you know. Sometimes it was what we call we, you dangle by the angle. You know, these these guys are all good photographers. They can all they will all get the picture. But sometimes it depends on the angle where you're where you're sat. Whether you can just see that moment better than the other guy. So, what is your like? If I would ask you for your favorite image, which is of course an impossible question, but let's give it a try. Do you have a a single image that comes to mind? I've not taken it yet. <laughs> Maybe today. And that's what keeps me going, to be honest. And that's what keeps me going. But you, you, you wanna, you wanna still have something to to fight for. You know, you still wanna have something to to drive you. When you're doing the job so long, you have to keep drawing on the enthusiasm. Every time you go out, you wanna try and take take that picture. You know, I'm hoping one day before I die, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's well, amazing. I mean, it's your enthusiasm. It's like you just. It almost sounds like you just started. The passion is. I don't think any less than uh, the passion that you had for photography when you were starting out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I, I'm not saying this because I'm on a on a podcast. It's, it's real. I, I do enjoy. And I, I think most photographers, most photographers that are still doing well, still love the job. You know, whether you're, as I say, fashion, news, sport, architecture. If you still enjoy it, you'll, you'll, you'll be doing well at it. And I do. I enjoy the challenge. And when I walk out the door, I, I wanna, I wanna, I'm competitive. I wanna, I wanna get the best picture. But if someone, if someone else gets it, gets it great. But um, they'll just inspire me for the next time to go again. You know. What equipment do you actually use? What is in your kit bag? What do you always take with you to the to the matches? Okay, so uh, it's gonna be a long list, right? <laughs> we actually bring quite a bit of gear to to, to cover a game. Yeah. Um, so you have to talk just on that. You've got to keep almost uh, keep yourself in shape because you're, you're lugging quite a lot of gear around. But anyway, listen. Um, so anyway, there's a, new, there's a new camera, Canon. They've got the new uh, 1DX Mark III. 
So I've got two of those at the moment, and um, they're um, they're just fantastic now. They're just another level up from from the Mark II. Um, so I'm really enjoying working with those. Um, so I'd bring two of those to a game. I would also bring two uh, Canon 1DX Mark IIs. Um, so that's four bodies. Okay, wait. Let let's stop there because you're shooting on two 1DX Mark IIs, and then the, do you put the Mark IIs behind? The goal or something or what? Yeah, put one at least one behind the goal, uh, but the other the other one. So um, so one body would have a seventy to two hundred mil on it uh, for covering the kind of goal mouth area, and the other lens uh, four hundred mil two eight I'd use with a monopod, and that that kind of covers uh, all the midfield action and also anything that happens at the far end of the pitch. The quality of the image is so good we we we, we can crop into it. And, and pull it up and, um, you know, it's, it's actually no, it's, it's, it's just incredible how far you can pull, pull the image on, on this new camera. So, um, so that covers the rest of the field and managers. The two Mark twos, uh, one would have like a 2470 on it, which would just sit, sit, I'd leave on the floor beside me just in case sometimes when a footballer scores, he might run towards the fans to celebrate and invariably he stops at the, the barrier. We were behind like the advertising board. So he might he might end up literally right in front of you, uh, celebrating. Uh, so it's handy to have a, a a wider angle lens in case he's he's literally right on top of you. Um, and then the fourth body goes on a little mini tripod behind the goal, and we use like a radio slave transmitter. So one one, one transmitter goes on on the uh, the camera with the seventy two hundred mil lens that covers the goal mouth. So anything that happens in the goal mouth is also it fires the camera behind the goal. So um, that, that that covers any action in, in the goal mouth from from that camera behind the goal. Uh, so, I mean, if, if there's a, if it's a big game like an FA Cup final or a, uh, say a big edge Premier League game, you might even, you might even bring a fifth body to put two cameras behind the goal. That's a lot of equipment. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, also depending on the job as well. So if I'm say working with England, just kind of going into the gym and and that kind of stuff, or doing. I also have a couple of other lenses. I've got a 35, 35mm 1.4 and an 85mm 1.4. Just when you're you're able to kind of you know work, uh, you're able to move a bit more. You know, if the subject is, is doing some work in the gym, you can you can get into position. So you're not you're not football. Obviously, you're you're sat down in one spot. You cannot move. So let's try let's try the list of what lenses you have from top to bottom. Tell me again, what are you bringing? Just the lenses. Okay, so um, so the game, I'm bringing a 400mm 2.8, 70 to 200 2.8, Mark III. Those are, those are both Mark III, the latest. Uh, a 24-70 Mark II. And then uh, behind the goal, the camera behind the goal, I use just a 20mm 2.8, which is just a really nice, small, light lens. Uh, and 20 mil covers the, the behind the goal really nice. And it, what the beauty of that is, it's also it's nice and small in my bag as well. So it's not too heavy. Um, and okay, I might even bring a, a 16-35 there just as, just in, uh, as a spare, just in case I want to shoot something wider. Um, that that's pretty much to the game, the lenses. Um, but the, as I said, for other work, I have I have got a 14 mil. Two eight, a thirty five one four, and an eighty five one four, just for doing 
other stuff, you know, whether it could be the portraits or, as I said, working in working indoors in the gyms. So, as I just said earlier, the way you sound so super enthusiastic about your job, uh, I can imagine, uh, maybe especially for listeners who want to start out in this industry, I, w- I wonder, would you be able to give them an advice on how to start in sports photography? There are so many sports photographers. So how do you get into this business? How do you do it? You know, I've spoken to you know quite a few, you know, uh, people who who are keen to get into sports photography. You know, I get asked you know a lot of questions, but you really really need to kind of keep it simple at the beginning. You know, you don't need to go to Chelsea. You don't need to go to the big grounds because you're you're more restricted there. You are better off just going down to your local park, your local team, your local club, and learning learning the skill of it first of all. Just really getting out as much as you can you know um it's been lovely I, I kind of recently I've, i've kind of did some talks for some young for young sports photographers for canon canon did a day where they brought like 30 young sports photographers uh in to talk to uh myself and uh four or five other sports photographers and it's a fantastic day but what's lovely to see them is their enthusiasm is going out as much as they can they're going out saturday and sunday to shoot as much sport wherever it's football, rugby, hockey, netball, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of learning, learning to to get to grips with your camera so that you're not thinking about the settings. You're just, you, you want to be in a position where you pick up the camera and you don't even think about what you're doing with your hands. You're thinking about the picture. You, you're looking through the viewfinder and worrying about what's happening in front of you rather than, rather than fiddling with dials and wondering if, you know, the shutter speed's fast enough or that kind of stuff. So that's, that's the kind of level we need, they, they kind of, most amateurs sort of need to get to. So practice, practice, and then go and practice some more, really, is all I can say. There's no, you know, it's no real, there's no, there's no magic button we can, we can press to make, make people good photographers. They have to learn by their mistakes. They have to go, go through the edit and be critical and they would look at their edit and go, oh, that did that work? That didn't work. How can I improve? Think about backgrounds. Think about the light. If it's raining. You should be even more enthusiastic to get out there because there's some great pictures to be had in the rain and bad weather. Bad weather is good for good for sport photography. <laughs> But it's amazing because it gives a, a great atmosphere and yeah, a nice feeling to the images. Um, it's, it's only water at the end of the day. It's not going to hurt you. It's just a bit of water. You know, it might be cold now and again, but um, you know, just kind of wrap up properly as as. as I mentioned Mike King at the very beginning, my friend from school. He had a great quote. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. <laughs> True. Get the right gear on and uh, kind of, you know, protect your cameras or if, if you can. If you get something to, just a towel, even a towel. You don't have to buy a fancy cover for £50. Just get a towel or a small towel to put over your camera to cover your camera when it's raining. And um, just the most important thing is get out there. Yeah, and it's basically about keep keep going, keep going. That's what I also tell people when they ask me. It's like you will get so many no's when you you ask editors to publish your work. It'll be no, no, thank you, no, thank you. And then one day you'll you're going to get a break from all of that, and your stuff's going to get published, and that's going to be worth all those days you were sitting out in the rain. But, but, but that's a lovely thing you also mentioned there. Keep going. I think that's really key as well. A key as well. Sorry, just uh, sometimes we um, we we uh, give up too quickly. You know, you think you've got you know you've got you think I've got the picture. Yeah, that's 
settled, that's fine. That's a nice picture. But give it more time sometimes. If you have the time, give it more time. And it's amazing how, if you then go a different angle or go around behind or go around the back or look at a different angle. Suddenly, suddenly what you've got, you've got an even better picture. So don't settle for, don't settle for the first picture you've got. Just work on it. Keep improving. Well, thank you, Eddie, for all your time, for sharing your story, and especially for this last part with the advice, because I think it will be very helpful for anyone who wants to get into this industry. So, guys, go to the local park, local clubs, and uh, practice, 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 and keep improving. And then I guess one day uh, you might be shooting the England, England team on unicorns in a swimming pool. Over to you, Emma. Thanks, Sylvie. You can find out more about Eddie and his work at his website, www.eddiekeo.com. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Shutter Stories, you can rate and subscribe in the episode's listing. To find more stories and to find us on social, you can click on the links in the episode's description.